whether you're the. Do you want me to <laughs> try? Yeah, what? <laughs> you better have something to say. What? <laughs> Whether you're the impossible girl, the mysterious girl, the girl who waited, the girl who died, or the woman who lived, it's pleasant of you to join us in A Bad Case of Loving Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Thomas, and Chris, still there? Yes, I'm still here. Oh, you haven't got rid of me yet. Shocking. Shocking. Would you like to get rid of me? Today we'll be talking about um, the latest episode of um, Doctor Who called The Woman Who Lived, uh, written by Catherine Tregena, or Tregena, and directed by, as we know him, Edward Bazalgetti. That's how we know him. Yep. Um, flawlessly said by me just now. And so we'll spoil whatever happens in that, so if you haven't seen it, probably watch it and then come back. And you can... Um, subscribe to the podcast wherever you like. iTunes, Pocket Casts is what I like. Any podcatcher out there, probably, that I know of, works with us. Uh, are you ready to talk about this episode? Well, it would probably help if I'd seen it first. <laughs> that I would mm. be quite impressed, actually, if you um came along not seeing the episode and did a whole podcast without without me finding out. Maybe I should try next week. Anyway, The Woman Who Lived. Uh, two-parter, number two, obviously. Although not quite so... Um, they're not tied together like most two-parters where it's just one plot. This is... No, there's there's certainly no cliffhanger in the middle. That's right, yeah. Uh, it's really just kind of uh, the broad two-part story of a shielder. And her... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and her character coming to life or immortality. Uh, and so yep. we meet her at the beginning here, and uh, she has become a highway robber, and um, the Doctor, uh, coincidentally, uh, seems to catch up with her, and, um, and we meet her after she's lived a long life already, and she's... Um, it's so long that she can't remember many parts of it. Um, mm. Yeah, what did you think of um, her character now as, uh, as we meet her at the start of this episode compared to how we saw her last episode? Well, from an overall point of view, um, I find that this whole explaining the characters and why they now, why this character in particular can't now remember has worked for them it's paced the episode well i think so um that worked for me and just the general explaining and the character development i thought was very good throughout this entire episode and well played by macy mm-hmm. and uh what did you think of her um liking to call herself me i thought you might like that you've called yourself me she's stolen so. my name <laughs> Yeah, so, I, that's what I thought. Yeah, this, this isn't original. It's not the first um, time someone's stolen my name. P- 
people steal the name Chris all the time as well. I just punch them in the face. Oh. I tell them I had it first, so technically it's my copyright, so. Now, we might talk a, a tiny bit more soon about, um, you know, uh, the continuation of Clara's dark streak yes. this season, but... Um, but you, I think you're having a dark streak this season. You're just saying a lot of violent things on these re- episodes recently, so we'll see where that lead takes us. Maybe I'm, t- maybe I'm a violent person by nature, and you're just finding out. That's what a violent person would say, isn't it? <laughs> oh well, you just admitted. That... Indeed. <laughs> okay. um, uh, well, anyway, um, don't should... give me a pair of scissors. <laughs> okay, I won't. It'd be physically impossible for me right now, but I won't anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, Put them in the mail. Uh, so, Shilda uh, slash me um, slash Maisie uh, is... Um, well, the Doctor doesn't seem to be, be very impressed with her at all. I'm quite horrified by how she's turned out. Um, yeah. But then it's only to be expected, I guess. Mm. She's, you know, lived a, a sad... Uh, medieval life of death and mortality. That's why I'm so they've explained it well and um she's played the character really well and um been able to explain why she has become this character over the eight hundred years is it eight hundred of loneliness? And Ah, uh, that sounds right. It really it was different because the Doctor being 2000, I don't really think about that twice, and yet this character who's only 800, all this other stuff has come in which makes me feel for her and feel for her position, which is something the Doctor has been through. But we never get to see the side of him that's lonely and just just sad, really. Yeah, well, I guess he gets to regenerate, doesn't he? So it's kind of like he's living, yeah. in a way, uh, multiple lives. But, yeah, she's always the same person. Or, well, uh, essentially the same person as much as she um, might try to reinvent herself every couple of hundred years. Yeah, yeah. Has, and then we're, well, we're soon introduced to this uh, overall kind of plan or plot of this episode, which, like last week, is kind of secondary or a bit irrelevant compared to the main stuff. But we've got um, the fire-breathing lion dude who's pretty cool and his plan to uh, kill someone and open up a a um, hole in space to um, bring through... Uh, his people to invade Earth. <laughs> Good plan? I actually found it very, very overly simple. Mm. Um, way too simple for Stephen Moffat, really. I mean, the only grab of this episode for me is the dynamic of a shielder and the Doctor. And explaining all that living for too long. Yeah, that really is all the episode is about. Uh, I didn't like that so much in the end. It um, it felt like it was all 
the whole episode, a bit one note. They every scene they seem to be talking about the same stuff, but um, it was a nice change of pace. I thought actually a bit of um a bit of a more um mm. thoughtful episode with less action. Yes, indeed. Less action for sure, and the satire and comedy made it bearable for me in terms of not having the action. So the satire and comedy was there instead of the action, and that for me was enough. That was good. Yes, like um, Shilder and the Doctor's um, constant back and forth about the same topic was starting to get to me until I really liked it when they throw in that, um, well, that kind of climactic set piece of the hanging, uh, which was a f- really fun kind of scene. Yeah, mainly because the, that character, Sam Swift, who's getting hanged, and he's very charismatic and uh, a medieval stand-up comedian. And then when the Doctor jumps in, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. You're right, there was a lot of funny stuff in this episode. Uh, a bit like last week, um... And I'm finding I really like um, Capaldi's Doctor this way when he's kind of the funny Doctor, uh, more like this opposed to kind of last season where he was pretty much always kind of just a dark, grumpy Doctor, which was fine, but I think I'm preferring this funny Doctor um, myself. There's also some other... um, I also enjoyed the others, uh, small kind of background characters in this episode, even though they were in it only a tiny bit, those, those soldiers in particular, uh, those two soldiers, I thought they were fun and they looked like the actors were having a, a fun time just being quirky soldiers. Indeed. Uh, and you mentioned, I, I agree with you, um, that I think Maisie Williams was, um, was great in this episode and she's good in this role but I also think um I thought about how I think this role would actually be better with someone a bit older I always felt it a little bit weird how young uh, Maisie seems and I think if that character were a bit older I would have um I would have been sold on it more mm. uh, do we actually know how old she is meant to be yeah i get the impression of sort of like late teens type thing yeah like i feel like our last episode she might have come across more like uh 14 15 even um and but this one a bit older maybe like yeah same around 1920 but then i thought at some bits they were trying to make her seem more like mid twenties, yeah. But I think the character would have been the greatest at like late twenties, early thirties. Mm, yeah, quite possible. I think they've definitely, uh, on a kind of publicity side, gotten more attraction to the show just by having Maisie Williams in it, because uh, she's so big right now. Yeah, a great bit of this episode was the last bit. I thought this um, well, not the very last bit, but close to the end we've got this tavern scene uh where it's just the doctor and a shielder again talking uh but they've uh, they've kind of worked out their differences now and they talk about how um they need 
the the mortals or as um the doctor calls them the mayflies uh in their lives to remind them um of how special life is since life goes on forever for them i thought that was um uh something the doctor's talked about uh, many times before but um i think it's very much in his character and always good to hear it and this was a great scene yeah yeah it was this sort of dialogue that made me love the episode mm. and they throw in a mention to jack harkness which we were waiting for and we we're glad yes, to hear that yes indeed <laughs> and also um there's something else in the episode about um making com- companions immortal which we also had the idea to do yeah yeah it's good they mm. mentioned all that stuff Yes. Do you think it'll be the last we see of Macy Williams? I think not. And the other thing about this scene is uh, how they talk very foreshadowingly about um, friends being like enemies and vice versa and how that's all kind of mixed up in a way, which they've kind of hinted at this previously in the season two, I think, and definitely in relation to Clara so mm. um yes they definitely foreshadowing some the kind relationship of relationship between Missy yeah that's right with Missy and the doctor as well so definitely feels like they're foreshadowing some kind of weird um evil thing with Clara eventually which is weird I don't know what's going to happen yeah it's, it's something weird what are your thoughts on the episode as a whole um, as a whole, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the depth of dialogue between Macy and the Doctor and them talking about all this time and people being like, May, no, like, what was it? Some sort of insect you were saying and how life is fleeting and that sort of thing and the depth of that conversation really had me um, engaged with this episode because it's certainly not something that we see a lot, even though the Doctor is 2,000 years old and experiences this day in, day out. Um, so that, for me, was something good for the episode and had me engaged and I loved it. Cool. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't so keen on this episode. I know, it's weird. I've been, like, up, down, up, down for a lot of these episodes. But um, this one was a down for me. I don't know. I didn't get into it anywhere near as much as last week, um, apart from some of the um, fun characters and things. I thought um, I just thought a bit too little happened. But... Um, but yeah, definitely some enjoyable uh, themes in there. Mm. What did you make of the lion character? The big bad guy, I suppose. thought he looked cool. That's about it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't like him that much. <laughs> oh, no? I thought he was fine for kind of a, a background villain. Oh, yeah, I thought they could have put a bit more work into him. Oh, man. He didn't look out of spacey for me. But he did breathe fire, which was pretty cool. Well, just like the Fisher King, yeah. I um, 
I'm defending this villain from you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying <laughs> it wasn't. I'm not disregarding the effort that I would have put in. Just it didn't work for me, so. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, that is The Woman Who Lived. Um, our thoughts on it, uh, which were flawless, and hopefully you, listener, did not notice that um, it was recorded in tiny pieces uh, since our recording uh, has been stuffing up a lot for the last hour or so. Yeah. I'll never know. Just don't help them. And we stitched seamlessly. Um <laughs> You're very handy with the needle and thread. Mm-hmm. That's why you do all my sewing. Yep. Um, I have holy hands. Holy hands. Until next week, uh, where can you be found on the internet, Chris? I can... You can find my blog where I talk about random things, which may include Doctor Who... At waitwhatsorry.com. Wait, what, sorry? Dot com. Mm. You can find me at thoramus.com, at thoramus on Twitter. Thoramus is like Christmas, but more thorough. And our final words are... Did you see that new Star Wars trailer? <laughs>